The Communication Workers Union, CWU, says uh, issues facing the South African Post Office include a structural, organizational, industry uh, re- industry regulation and governance. And uh, the union also says that it is a very strange top executive at uh, SAPO and uh, it's strange that they don't seem to last uh, in those positions for very long. And just recently, as recent as January this year, the union says it was shocked and... Um, it was uh, shocked by the resignation of the post office's uh, chief financial officer just three months into the job. So uh, we know that uh, the SAPO leadership is appearing before SCOPA, that's Parliament's Standing Committee on Public Accounts. Uh, but uh, to speak to us in the meantime about what seems to be going on there, we join on the line by CWU's uh, Aubrey Shabalala. Aubrey, good afternoon. So you represent post office workers. So to the best of your knowledge, what ex- Exactly is wrong. What is going on at the post office? Good afternoon, Sakina, and to the listeners. Uh, the financial rules and the all other challenges in the post office can be attributed to a number. Uh, one will be, as you pointed out correctly, at structural level, where from the issues of just uh, HR, running uh, of HR properly, uh, we have one call on two things, that there should be forensic uh, audit on the finances of the post office because there was lack of accountability. I mean, they've been in Parliament with the local committee a number of times. They couldn't account on finances. Uh, also on the HR side, where there's a, when you go practically on the ground, there's actually people who are understaffed. There's people who have to work overtime. There's depot and retail that are understaffed. But when you look at the books, it tells you a different story. We have 19,000 workers that we just can't find them, uh, which might suggest there could be cost employees. So that's at a structural level. But at issues of governance, we'll recall, uh, Sakina, that uh, we fought tooth and nail to a point that uh, the then public protector, uh, Professor Tulima Donzella, had made uh, findings at his post office. One of those was on the issues of property, the uh, procurement, and so on and so forth. To this day, uh, there has not been, you know, um, really concerted efforts to, to recoup those monies or to put people that actually embark in those processes to be accountable or, you know, to, to be persecuted to, to a particular degree. None of those have happened, but we still see that, uh, you know, some of the properties of uh, post office are going on auctions. We are raising a flag again whether they are auctioned on the, the, the required market value or it's under the market value. All those things lead to, to these challenges of finances and so forth. But the third part, uh, being the government itself, I mean, the post office at the regulatory level has been bottlenecked. Uh, it is not as liberal. Uh, um, able to put its prices, it's been regulated to do that. But at the same time, we've opened up the market for the private sector. People like your Postnet, people like your DHL, your DVS, and all of those that are running the the the, the, the Korea uh, the division are at liberty to put the prices, and therefore they can be able to be compatible in the industry. And post office has been put in an unfair competition space. But the government itself is not using its own SOE. Uh, to, to, to service them in terms of postal and courier. It's spending over 22 million billion rands um, um, over, over a period of a year, but not to post office.
to, to the private sector. So all these things lead to the collapse of post office uh, as we see it as a trade union. I'm going to have to ask you, Aubrey, to please just hold the line for me. Uh, just a few more questions that I'd like to put to you. Aubrey Shablala is there with the uh, Communication Workers Union representing workers at the post office. Now, getting back to this conversation about what's happening at the South African post office, and so many of you have written to us, and we have extended an invitation to the management and uh, leadership at the South African post office. Uh, they haven't turned us down, I must tell you. So uh, as soon as we are able to, we'll certainly engage them in a conversation. In the meantime, we've also heard from some workers at the South African Post Office who are very concerned uh, given all the latest developments and they're not quite sure as to what their fate might be. So uh, we are now in conversation uh, with uh, the Communication Workers Union's Aubrey Shabalala. Aubrey, so, uh, thanks so much for your time and your patience holding on for us there through the news. So uh, workers have been uh, sending us messages on asking what is going on, what is likely to happen. Uh, You spoke about um, you asking for a forensic audit. Well, the Auditor General, uh, Tsakani Maluleke, has actually found that the South African Post Office is now commercially insolvent. Uh, They incurred irregular expenditure of over 200 million rand and uh, fruitless and wasteful expenditure, uh, expenditure exceeding 26 million rand. So th- 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 those are very, you know, eye-watering numbers uh, given what it is, uh, the categories that we are looking at. So what do you say to workers at a time like this? Well, firstly, uh, you're quite uh, correct. To, to workers, it is a, a very uh, distressed period, um, uh, you know, because the, the future looks blink. Uh, but we believe that uh, there's much can, that can be done. When we are calling for the uh, forensic audit, we are basically saying people must account. This thing of uh, uh, completely no consequences on whatever action that we take as executives and as leaders of uh, SOEs uh, that leads to a dire consequence. Ultimately, the poor suffers and workers also lose their jobs uh, in terms of retrenchment and all of that. But the people who actually cause the problem are sitting very comfortable wherever they are. Sometimes they're given hold and handshake. So we, we said it must not only stop to a point where we say there's been irregular expenditures, there's been this and that, but action must be taken. So we, we are fully committed to that. So as workers, we, we think that uh, it should be an ongoing battle. We, we should say that, and this is the call that we've made to say, even if we call for a bailout, if it's a, a, a bottomless pocket, it becomes a wasteful exercise, it becomes a, a fruitless exercise. So we, we're saying that we need to have accountability, we need to have a structure in place so that we can be able to try to save, to save what is left of, of post office. But adding to that, uh, because we think that politically some of these things can be deliberate. I mean, uh, we cannot isolate SO, uh, post office from the rest of the SOE, what is happening. What is happening at SABC, what is happening at SOM, what is happening at SAA, and all of that. It seems that it's a modus operandi that SOEs must be killed uh, so that those who stand to benefit the private sector continues to do so. So as things stand right now, um, what do you know as a union? What have you been informed of of, uh, by the leadership at the South African Post Office with regard to a way forward? 
Well, we have a meeting. We are supposed to meet yesterday, but uh, there was no availability from the CEO. We have a meeting on Friday where we are going to be briefed uh, as to what is going to happen from now going forward so that we can be able to inform our members accordingly. Well, let's leave it there. Thank you so much, uh, Aubrey Shabalala with uh, the Communication Workers Union there speaking to the matters at the South African Post Office, the leadership of that organization appearing before uh, Parliament's uh, Standing Committee on Public Accounts, SCOPA, and uh, they will be answering questions about the Auditor General's report as well. And we are joined now by uh, Nomkita Mona, who is the uh, South African Post Office CEO. Uh, Ms. Mona, thanks so much for your time. Welcome to Updated Noon. Thank you very much, Sakina. So um, I'm aware that you are fairly new in this uh, position. So uh, please paint a picture for us of what you found. Uh, It's a very interesting um, situation at this point. So what I've found is an organization that has a not a very difficult model, uh, you know, in terms of business model to, to work with. So I've found that uh, it's something that we can indeed fix. It's something that we can indeed uh, grow to make sure that the post office or the postal services for the country becomes commercially viable, number one, but also delivers what it can be done. So I've found a lot of hope. Um, I came into a situation where I had read about it before doing the interviews, and I saw that it was always negative uh, stories. But what I've found is there's opportunities that we can use to make sure that we change the post office's fortune. So what are those opportunities? Um, you know, uh, but, but, but before I ask that, let me ask, what are the challenges that you identified before we talk about your turnaround strategy? Sure. The, one of the first challenges is that we are not making enough money to cover, you know, our liabilities in terms of all the creditors that we owe money. Uh, this also is a is a legacy problem. This is it didn't happen overnight. So uh, a whole lot of these problems uh, happened over time. So we are inheriting an organisation that didn't quite work very well. That's the first thing. The second uh, challenge I think is because um, the basics are not in place. And if you're trying to do new things and and big things, if you do not have the basics in place, you will struggle. And that's the first thing that we've done within the first week of my arrival here, was to ensure that we are putting the basics in place, what the post office is supposed to do, and how how soon we are supposed to do that. So I'm quite comfortable and confident that the team that I found here is now understanding that there is a sense of urgency and that we do not have the luxury of time and the luxury of delaying things. So you will, as the public, get to witness, you know, that there will be a change in terms of how we interact with yourself, but also how we deliver on what we're supposed to do. So those are some of the problems. But also much of the problems arise from within the finances section, which is what the AG uh, was reporting about. So an, an, an audit report talks to many things, how you look after your assets, how you handle your cash, uh, how you deal with your debtors, etc. So those are the things that we are saying. Those are basic things in any business. You deal with what you're supposed to do. Now, back to the opportunities that we've found. There's lots of opportunities in the postal services. For instance, uh, the, one of the major problems, I think, what we, we need not forget is the fact that mail revenue has come down. So it's dropped by a a 50% margin. Now, what then happens there is that 
traditionally post offices were about mail and mail deliveries and bulk, etc. That has changed. The world is different. And that business is not going to come back to the post office uh, to anybody because uh, people are now digitizing, they're using e-commerce, uh, everything is done electronically. So that's the first challenge that we have. The other challenge is that we do have a large um, uh, you know, workforce in terms of numbers as well, So, which we in the past were uh, servicing because we had a whole lot of business that came in. But since the business has come down, we need to also see how it is that we deploy our people in a manner that they can, in fact, um, deliver on the mandate. Now, we are looking to new revenue sources, including the career sector. We're looking at digitizing and making sure that we automate our own services as well. Um, also, improving the big, uh, one of the key uh, projects that we have with SASA uh, of servicing, uh, you know, our indigent and making sure that they get paid money uh, under dignified uh, circumstances and making sure that they don't have to wait on long queues, etc. So there's a whole lot that we are looking into, and the logistics sector does give us a whole lot of um, opportunities. That may be so, but the post office already has that uh, courier service, for example, uh, Ms. Mona. And uh, here's a tweet from uh, Babes Werandi who says, Sakina, the post office don't care. They don't answer your calls, your emails, Twitter. They don't care if you're trying to trace your parcel. Uh, And uh, Babes is trying to trace a parcel that's been in transit for more than 100 days. Yes, I think one of the other challenges is really about us be being obsessed with customer services. And I think that's what we're driving currently because we exist not in and of ourselves as a post office, but we exist to serve people like babes who says, my parcel was sent, um, you know, yesterday, it should be with me in the next 24 to 72 hours. That's the new standard that we are trying to push in. So I'd like her also to send that to us. Uh, so that we can follow up with her. My email address is nomkita.mona at gmail, sorry, at uh, postoffice.co.za or jackie.brody at postoffice.co.za. So we are looking into how it is that we can speed up these, these services. In fact, on that note, we have already put in new teams at the sorting areas just as of last week we are pushing on the backlog because we realize that people have been working waiting for their parcels and their letters for far too long and we are basically saying give us just this month by the end of april we would have caught up with any backlog that we've seen in our warehouses so I have to ask you this question because as I speak to you, as I listen to you, I've looked at your CV as well, and you you seem to be the right person. You have uh, the right attitude and everything comes together, Ms. Mona, except that we heard this from your predecessor, Mark Barnes, as well. And then uh, when he left, that picture wasn't as rosy. So do you believe that you would actually receive the necessary support and um, other resources that you would need to turn the situation around at the post office? I don't believe, I don't have any reasons uh, not to believe that I won't get the support. I think that if we are being fair to government as well, uh, they need to see what it is that we are doing. What are we putting on the table? Sometimes we come up with plans and we talk about things, which is why uh, we, like, I mean, I'm telling you what we've done in the first seven days of my arrival here. 
there's a lot that we're pushing. The team is here, and I really hope and I do believe that government will come to the party. Because remember, uh, some of the things that we need to do is, is an obligation that comes uh, from being within a post office situation. It's called the Universal Postal Service. It's an international obligation that we have, that we do have to be present in places where we, had, we could hope not to make any money because it won't be profitable, but we must give the service. So that, there's that mandate uh, at, at one side. Then the second mandate, so, so the post office has a, a, what I call a dual mandate. The second one is around how we can be profitable so that in the future we do not rely on this discuss. You know, we can run our own businesses, we can make our own money, which I see that it's possible, but to move from where we are to that point, we are going to need some kind of um, hand-holding, some kind of uh, support, and I do, I do have a belief that uh, when we go to our principals and we say to them, this is the plan, this is what we want to do, I don't see them not helping us. Well, thanks so much. We have to leave it there. But thanks for your time, uh, Nomkita Mona, who is the uh, South African Post Office CEO.